I'm Impact Wrestling star, the big LG Doc Gallows, and you're listening to Generation of Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Generation of Wrestling Podcast. As always, is yours truly, the 27-year-old piece of gold, the franchise, a.k.a. the showstopper. And with me, as always, I got my tag team partner, my brother, my family. He is the flyest in the room, Mr. One, Two, Three. Pin that ass down, K-Breezy, a.k.a. Tuco Kimbro. Bro, how you doing? Man, uh, tired, but uh, I'm good, man. Let's, let's, let's get this NXT in the thing, man. Well, let's go. With that being said, so we are going to start off with the NXT, and then we're going to follow up with AEW reviews for the week. All right, man. So first up to start off NXT. So we get uh we get Kyle O'Reilly. So he comes out. Uh we ended up leaving NXT takeover um Vengeance Day with the with the cliffhanger. So we had you know uh Adam Cole, he super kicked Kyle O'Reilly. Uh super kick fan ballot first and followed up with Kyle O'Reilly leaving Roddy Strong, kind of wondering what the hell is going on. So then it was only fitting that this week for NXT we started off. With who in the ring? Kyle O'Reilly. He calls out Fan Balor. Roddy Strong tried to come out and he says, you know what? Hey, look, guys, you know, we're still brothers. We're still family, you know, and, and you should know this. You should know that, you know, what Adam did, you know, it wasn't nothing personal. You know, he just goes off emotion and it was an emotional decision. And you can see Roddy kind of, you know, trying to keep the peace, you know, kissing Cole's ass a little bit. And as he's doing that, Fan Balor says, uh-uh. No, 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 no. We're not doing that, you know, because I feel set up. So, you know what? If you want a piece of Adam Cole, get to the back of the line, buddy, because me and him still got some unfinished business. Then after him, me and you still got unfinished business. So, you know, that whole thing played out right there. And then, of course, we get what happened later on in the show, which too cold. I definitely want to talk to you. But as far as the opening segment, man, as far as Kyle O'Reilly goes. All right. We get Kyle O'Reilly. We get Cole. Where do you see Roddy Strong in the middle of this? Um, either going solo or siding with Cole. Uh, pretty much. Uh, I, I don't. I yeah, Roddy. Yeah, Roddy's either gonna go solo or yeah, or yeah. I I, I don't see too much else from it. Uh, <clears throat> other than him being a lackey, Cole, which he's not a bad lackey, but I can see him being that dude until he gets tired of Cole shit and then. He'll leave Cole, and but Roddy versus Cole, or Cole versus Kyle, or, uh, Roderick Strong versus Cole, or uh, Kyle O'Reilly versus Cole. Either one of those would be, you know, a great matchup. But right now, for right now, uh, O'Reilly versus Cole is definitely what I want to see. Uh, they're they're like I said, like we said, we they're they're pushing uh, Kyle to be, you know, the fe- the new uh, the new singles guy, you know, out the group. Uh, he clearly can go. He can clearly hold his own. I, he's shown that against Pete Dunne and Finn Balor and others. I man, yeah, it, it's it's it, it could be set up for him to win it at Takeover. I could see uh, I could see Kyle O'Reilly winning it at Takeover. It, well, not Takeover, but you know, towards whatever whatever happens towards WrestleMania, whatever big thing they try decide to do, you know, to try to help boost ratings or whatever. I could see him winning the championship. Man. Next up, we get William Regal, and he reveals that Santos Escobar sent in a video earlier in the day. Uh, Santos says that nobody threatens him. And as we know, it was supposed to be a match between himself and Karrion Cross. That match ended up not happening. So then we ended up finding out from William Regal that, you know what, next week it will be Santos Escobar versus Karrion Cross. And even though it would not be for the NXT title, if Escobar decides not to show up, he will be suspended and stripped of his NXT title. So, 
Yeah, I mean, long story short, man, next week Santos about to get his ass kicked. <laughs> it's gonna be a good I mean, match nonetheless. I, I mean, okay, first it's for the championship, which we were all like, how does that even happen? And now it's not like, okay, so what y'all realize how stupid it was to actually grant that championship? Like, but now it's like, now I kind of want to see if Santos can actually beat him. Like, I, I was kind of intrigued. Like, I, I, I want to see what happened, but all right, I, I still want to see the match. But, you know, I figured a championship would be on the line. How would y'all book that? And I think maybe they couldn't find a way to book it where Santos wouldn't lose, but Cross doesn't look bad losing to a cruiserweight. So, yeah. Uh, and disqualification just kind of just been like, nah, we need to, we're NXT, we're better than that. We got to be really, really creative. So, uh, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I wonder, I, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that may be, that may be one of the reasons why they changed it. Next up, we get uh tag team match. First match of the night, we get Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae versus Amber Moon and Shasi Blackheart. It was actually a pretty good match until. We got the interruption on the screen. We had Dexter Lumen showed up in a white van. Of course, we then find out that Austin Theory was kidnapped. Johnny Gargano goes to the fan, brings back Austin Theory. Theory is in nothing but some a shirt and some boxers for whatever odd reason this man is in the van in his drawers. <laughs> and, of course, the team of LeRae and uh, Hartwell get distracted. Moon and Blackheart pick up the victory. Too cold, man. I don't know what's up with your boy, man, but you need to put some pants on, bro. <laughs> what did you think of this? Uh, he needed to put some pants on. Uh, <laughs> I, it was uh, it was goofy. Uh, the match, I honestly, I thought Candice would kind of win. Uh, I didn't think Blackheart would win again. Uh, uh, ooh, me. Um, I'm not sure if the Kushida Gargano thing is done with, but if Lexter Dexter Loomis, not Lexter. Dexter. <laughs> I don't know who the hell Dexter is. If Dexter Loomis uh wants to get into the uh North uh, North American title picture, um, I could see that kind of happening. I could see something happening where it'd be him, Theory, Kushida, and Gargano and some type of weird fatal four-way battle, you know, ladder match. Something, you know, something with all four of them being in the match for the championship. Um which I wouldn't mind. I, I actually wouldn't mind that. I think that'd be a kind of a nice, cool match. Uh, other than that, you know, the, the tag match was cool. Um, like I said, I thought Candice Raynor would win, but other than that, it was okay. Next up, we get a promo with Pat McAfee. He's on his private jet. He's about to fly down to the beach. And he says, you know, I'm not going to lie, man. He was actually 100% correct. He said a few months ago, and he continues to say that, yeah, I was right. Oh, that Adam Cole, he'll turn off. So you guys are giving me shit. All you internet smarks and marks and everybody else was giving me all kind of shit. Thinking Adam Cole was the savior of the NXT division. But guess what? He's a scumbag. Just like I said he was. He's no better than I. And when you guys thought that when me and him went one-on-one, when you guys thought that me and him had our little battles, you thought he was going to save you, and he didn't. Because guess what? He turned on you guys. Just like I said he was. Too cold, man. Your boy, uh, Pat McAfee. Hey. He was right. I ain't got, I ain't got nothing to say, man. He was right. He said it. He called it. He was right. I, <laughs> hey, look here, man. What, what, more, what more was there for him to say? I mean, cold, basically. Kicked Balor, kicked his boy, clearly on his own, going back to being the heel uh, Adam Cole and, you know, being out for him. We'll see if Roddy falls along or, you know, dips off to his own thing or whatever. I'm pretty sure he'll still be involved for, you know, for a minute before he, you know, fully 
makes a full decision. But uh, you know, yeah, we'll we'll hey, he was right. And we'll see what happens, you know, until later. Next up, man, we get Leon Ruff versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. This match was pretty good, man. It started off, you know, Ruff started off strong, but then of course he was kicking that dude in the head a lot, man. <laughs> so you, 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 who you talking about, Swerve Scott? Yeah, man. He, when he that 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 one on the outside, man, where he yeah. was talking, to him, he just ran. Hey, man, he chill, man. <laughs> I like that's my dude. <laughs> I hate to see Leon get that like that, but uh, you know I, I like what I'm seeing from Boy Swerve. Go ahead, man. Yeah. My bad. No, no, no. You good? You good? You good? No. Uh, I was actually going to say, uh, pretty much what you say. You know, uh, Ruff started the match off strong, but then Swerve Scott, man, he showed off that veteran ring leadership, that veteran ring presence. He ended up catching up to Leon Ruff, and when he got to his ass, boy, he got to his ass. I mean, he absolutely showed that man no mercy, and that was one of the things I noticed too. I'm like, damn, how many times? many shots in the head is this dude gonna take like i don't think i don't think he pulling back on all of them because that's a lot of shots bro <laughs> like leon ruff is getting his ass potato man too cold <laughs> your boy swerve scott your boy swerve scott so i, I want to bring something up to you real quick so barry he said on commentary uh because beth phoenix and big joseph they were pretty much saying you know why is you know swerve scott you know doing what he's doing why is he so aggressive? Why is he so hostile? What's up with the change in attitude? And then, you know, they made sure that they brought up the point, you know, Leon Ruff, he came in and he won, you know, just out of nowhere. Got a title shot, won. You know, didn't have to really fight. Didn't have to claw. Had to scratch you guys as far as Scott brought in the NXT. You know, he's just literally been fighting his way for a title shot every single which way. He got taken off TV for a while. He's come back. He's been in these whatever kind of matches, you know, still trying to prove himself. And then Scott said something very familiar after the match. He said when he gave, you know, that boy that post-match beatdown, he said, I'm sick of you getting handed everything. And which is true. When you think about the very short amount of time Leon Ruff has been there, He's got a title match. He won. He lost. He got it back. He was in the match with Johnny Gargano and Damian Priest. Uh, and now he's in, in the ring with a guy like Swerve Scott, who has yet to get a title match. Do we do we see? He's had title matches. He just lost them, but he, he has no, no. I, I mean, I mean, I'm well, I, I guess what I think what he meant was like for for a, a main title, like the North American or the NXT title. Do we see? Uh, is this just part of the storyline, or do we actually see NXT building Swerve Scott to possibly be a contender for one of those upper echelon titles? No, I can see it being a storyline, and uh, depending on I, if they're going to move him up, I don't know if Leon Ruff is the guy. I mean, right now, I still see this as a Cruiserweight match, so I can see the Cruiserweight Championship maybe being that way to build him up. Uh, let him, you know, kind of let him, but I, but you got Escobar being kind of like your heel champion right now so i don't know if you want to do back-to-back heel champions but putting him moving him up putting him up in the north american division i think that'll do something really for scott and let him just let him continue to flourish as he is right now as a heel because it's working for him so with that like i said he just kicked the hell out of (laughs) uh, he put it to that boy leon man but i but i respect what he had to say and what barrett had to say because that's right. I mean, you know, this dude, you know, he's he's scratched and clawed and he's had to, you know, go through, you know, in, insane matches with multiple people to get a title shot or or, or try to win the championship. You right. know, always came up short uh, trying to look over his back and see who, you know, who's coming up behind him next. But, you know, for 
for rough to really basically yeah just kind of get handed get lucked <laughs> sort of say because we all yeah. know how wigged or rigged the wheel that he hates so much for to pick leon ruff because we know why he picked leon ruff so right. yeah uh you know i it, in that way i don't hate leon ruff for it it's like because you know that was johnny gargano trying to get over one and he picked the smallest dude on the roster because he thought he could beat you but then little right. did he know you actually got some talent but I get Swerve Scott's point too, so you know we'll see what happens from it. I honestly, I I wouldn't mind seeing this match. I think this will fit both of them well with their styles and what they do. Next up, man. So we get a match that I'm actually really excited about. These two young ladies, man, they've really stepped it up big time within the last few weeks. We get a tag team match. We, uh, excuse me, Casey Canzero and Caden Carter versus Ali and Jesse Kamea. Uh, Canzero and Carter actually ended up picking up the victory, which is no surprise here. Man, these two, they stepped it up, man. They looking good. Uh, but the story of this match was at the end of the match. We got Zia Lee. She came out. Uh, I don't really know how to feel about Zia Lee. I like Zia Lee before the whole character change. And yeah. then they changed their character. And then it's like, eh, it's not really hitting for me. I see you're not really a fan of the character either. Tuco, man, do you think we should have left Zia Lee as is? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's I, you know what? Jury's still out. The jury's still out. I, I, I want to see where this goes to to really know if she should have stayed the character she was. But she really wasn't over that much the character she was before. So I, I, I got to see where this goes because it's not like the the with her original run was a great run. Like, yeah, we saw how good and vicious, you know, how hard, you know, how strong she is, but you know, it didn't really build to anything. So I the jury's still out for right now. Next up, we get the Glamazon, WWE Hall of Famer, Beth Phoenix. She's in the ring and she is presenting MSK and Dakota Khan Raquel Gonzalez with the Dusty Tatting uh Cup trophy. So of course MSK comes out first. As you said, man, those guys do not need to talk on the mic. But, hey, apparently NXT did not listen. <laughs> and, and they cut a promo really quick. But the story of this segment was, of course, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez comes out. Of course, the stipulation was whoever won this on the women's side would get a tag team match against the N or excuse me, not the NXT, the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. And little did we know, we had Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler backstage. So they come out, you know, those two have a little stare off. And I'm going to be honest with you, man, there's a, this whole, this segment was a little cringe. It really seemed like nobody was really prepared <laughs> to say anything to the other. I was just, I, it was a, at one point, the, I think Dakota Kai, I think it was at one point, she was supposed to have to dig at Nia Jax, and you could tell, like, they played it off, but she forgot what she was supposed to say in the middle of saying what she was supposed to say. And I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. But anywho, nonetheless, okay, so shenanigans and BS aside, so March 3rd, uh, next Wednesday, no, excuse me, in two Wednesdays from now, we get Dakota Kai, Raquel mm -hmm. Gonzalez, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, <laughs> Nia Jackson, Shannon Baszler for the tag team titles. Tugo, ah, uh, is this a match that you personally would like to see? Yes or no? Not personally, no, not at all, not not one bit. Uh, but I think they'll win. I can't Dakota tell you. 
D- D- Dakota and uh, yeah. Raquel? I can't tell you why, because I don't know why I think they win. But I think they'll win. You, you you know, for me, I think it will make sense. I mean, you get the first ever female Dusty. I mean, and, and, and it's maybe- not even that. It's not. It's not even that. I I I think they they want to do something different with the women's. T- I mean, we're, they're not well, really doing well, anything with the women. I mean, well, they kind of are, but uh, they're doing it with Anna and Naomi. Oh, but God. but see, that I want to I want to kind of piggyback what you're saying because I agree. I think they do want to do something different. And then one, first of all, NXT, you got a lot more female tag teams, or at least even if they're makeshift, they've been tagging alone. That's where they got some type of chemistry. So you could have, you know. You, I feel like this will bring a little bit more legitimacy to the women's tag titles. You claim this is the WWE tag team titles. For the most part, they've really only been the Raw tag team titles. I mean, it, with the exception of when Bailey and Sasha had them, it's only really been defended on Raw outside of that. They barely go to SmackDown. NXT has basically been invisible. So now you put you know these two women in NXT. If they're not going to be the uh, NXT women's champion at the moment, dude, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, don't nobody want to see them. If you're going to give anybody a shot, somebody that's fresh, somebody that's up and coming, uh, and somebody that's legit, I think you couldn't do any wrong with Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. No, no, you couldn't. But to see them, I mean, that, but that's a nice little tag team. They work well together, and I think they mm-hmm. could compete with any team. I mean, yeah, uh, Nia Jackson and Shayna Baszler is the, is a different team because you got two powerhouses teaming together. Where a lot of the other teams, they may have somebody that can go up against Gonzalez, but nine times out of ten they don't. So they, they it'll be a, a more agile matches. It won't be more power straight matches matches, but there's potential against who they can go up against and get a little bit of star power. I think that'd be a good way to get your women over because now when they come up to Raw and SmackDown and they challenge and they, you know, they challenge new people, excuse me, for the tag uh, championships, they're getting some some time on your network television. So people are getting to know who these NXT people are. Because again, even though NXT is on USA Network, it's not getting the ratings that you would think they're getting, or you know, people aren't watching it as much as you think because some are watching AW, others are watching basketball or whatever primetime television show that's on TV or doing other stuff. But um, I, 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 yeah, I, you, you gotta, you gotta give them at least an opportunity. Um, and I give them an opportunity, try it, try it out. I, I, why not? What's, what's the worst you, what's the worst you're gonna do? I mean, compared to what you've been doing, let, let's be honest. The only thing that's really worked in the women's tag team division uh, for the championships, honestly, uh, Sasha and Bailey, the Kabuki Warriors, once they turn heel, uh, and then, you know, um, the Iconics to a degree. Uh, but then they didn't really get to wrestle, so I can't really say them. Because <laughs> they won the championships, and then you didn't really see them for like two or three months, and then they just lost the championship. So it was like, ah. But I, what's the worst you can do? What, what's what's the worst? Let, let let NXT hold on to them for a minute. At least you know they'll get some legitimacy as far as the wrestling because you know you'll get some good wrestling. Next up, we get your we get your boy man, your favorite guy on the roster. We get that man Kushida versus Tyler Rust. 
Uh, this match was pretty good, man. Uh, Tyler Rust, even in defeat, he showed, man, he is truly a diamond in the rust. Malcolm Bivens, you're welcome. Uh, the story of this match was that Kushida was uh, playing off an injury uh, from a hell of a match he had at TakeOver with Johnny Gargano. Kushida looked good, man, but that boy Tyler Rust, like I said, even though uh, Kushida law, uh, won this one. Tyler Rush definitely looked good losing. I don't know what it is about Tyler Rush just yet. I'm still trying to figure it out. Still trying to put my finger on it. Uh, but the guy has something. He has something to him. But, uh, you know, and then after this match, we get a segment. We get Cameron Grimes. So apparently Cameron Grimes, you know, he isn't the, uh, you know, the country bumpkin anymore. He is, you know, billionaire Cameron Grimes. And uh two go. going to the moon. Two, two go, man. How, how, how you feel about your boy, man, training in his cowboy boots for, you know, Lamborghinis and stuff, man? What's up with your boy? Hey, hey, is he still uh, going to the moon? <laughs> yeah, he going to the moon, all right. He going to buy the rocket <laughs> and go there. Um, I'm not totally mad about it. Is it... it his character winning money and being the asshole that he is is kind of going to be interesting to see. So I kind of want it's like I can you 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 already knew what he was when he was broke. So I can only imagine how he is with money. So it's yeah. like okay, all right, it, it's something different. I mean, he's still Cameron Grimes. It's not like he really changes. And now he just wouldn't having money. He just don't give a damn more. He ain't, he's not really worried about certain stuff no more. But yeah, yeah. we'll see how that changes as time goes. But I, I'm interested. I want to see. I want to see where it goes. Uh, but uh, I seen the little video they made for him. Uh, <laughs> watching, watching Takeover, man. It was just like, dude, this this is crazy. Yeah, but we'll, we'll see. We'll, the jury's still out on that too. <laughs> we'll see how this play out. You know, so no, far, I, I, so far, it's kind of okay. I, you know, it's funny. I'm not completely mad at him. I'm looking. I, I, I no. I'm at, first, I, at first, I was kind of scratching my head because I'm like, hmm, okay, all right. Like, hmm, like I don't – because when he came out, I'm like, all right, is, is he a good guy now? No, I don't know. All right, maybe. All right, so he's still the same old Grimes. Like you say, he just, you know, got a little more swag now. Right. All right, so after this, man, we get a Zoe Stark versus Valencia Feroz. I hope I didn't kill her name. Uh, So, two goals. Apparently, Zoe Stark is supposed to be somebody that NXT is high on, man. Somebody that NXT is supposed to be pushing. Uh, get going into this match, I will not lie to you, bro. I was actually going to skip it because I didn't know either of these women. And it was just like, dude, how dare you just throw two people that I don't know on my TV screen? But I did I'm, skip so, so you go ahead and talk about how it, how it goes. I'm, I'm, I'm so so but. so as far as the Valencia Feroz chick, uh, excuse me, competitor, uh, she uh she got her ass whooped. <laughs> she got the hell beat out of her. Uh, Zoe Stark beat <laughs> beat the piss out of that girl. <laughs> God damn! Uh, I'm glad yeah, hey, right, hey, hey, there, there are squash matches, and then there are like, damn, like, why did you put this girl? On why did you put her on TV matches? Uh, Zoe Stark, right. man. Hey, I'm not gonna lie, bro. I think she's gonna be a problem. I think she is definitely, uh, from what I saw, it could just be the fact that you know the other chick, uh, she just made her look a lot better than what she was, and obviously sold the hell out of it. But this Zoe Stark, from what I've seen, man, um. I'm I, I'm gonna give her I'm gonna give her right now from what I saw a four out of five and like I said yeah squash match but 
I mean, looking at that finisher, she got she got a mean finisher, and the whole gimmick is it, she's straight, she's straight. Uh, so definitely, man, keep 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 an eye out on that one. Uh, main event okay. time. I check it out. I check it out. Go ahead. Main event. So we end up we got Pete done. Hold on. Let's see. Joe, what's going on, my brother? Digging the Sea Town two one six gear. I met the Miz in twenty sixteen. Is two months after the cast won the championship. Yeah, man, you know, we some Cleveland boys, so you know, we stay repping, you know, we stay repping the 216. I mean, okay, I got my cat, he got his Cavs gear, I got the Browns gear, so you know, you know, we 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 rep it heavy. Uh main event time though. We uh we got a six-man tag team match. We get Pete Dunn, we get Oni Lorkin and Danny Burch versus Balor, O'Reilly, and Strong. Whew, man. This is what I'm talking about. This, hey, oh my God. This, this, this is what I'm talking about. Uh, this match was absolutely, it was every, Brian B. Rod was having, what up, bro. Man? Uh, you know, this match was everything and then some. I mean, and then, of course, at one point in the match, we had a brawl breakout. The referee got distracted, uh, which ended up letting Adam Cole, he came in with a sneak attack. Now, remember, we did see Adam Cole earlier in the night. He refused to come out. He came out. He whooped Kyle O'Reilly's ass. Strong was walking towards Ballard with the NXT hey. title in hand. And, hold, uh, on, hold on, hold on, He didn't just kick his ass, man. My man walked out and gave a front kick to the grill, like bow, like. And you know, but, but, but you know, you know what's crazy? When 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 he kicked him in the mouth like that, I was like, oh, I was kind of worried because you know he just he had just you know had his mouth messed up in the match with Ballard. So I'm right. like, damn, you gonna come back there and kick him in the grill like that? Oh, like, ooh, <laughs> like, damn, Cole, like, you mad, mad, dude. Like, you not just, you ain't just feeling jealous or something, man. You mad, mad. Like, and that was a good match, Joe, man. It really was, man. But uh, it, that, man, oh, well, look, the, the team, the guys that were in the ring are guys we are fans of because I, we know. Every single one of them. So we, we know what they bring to the table. So it wasn't. I wasn't surprised by it. It's what I expect when I watch NXT. When I watch, you know, these. When I watch these level of guys do what they do, this is what I expect. And it was, it was what we would call in and on the main roster a typical uh, tag team match. This was a typical six man tag match, but yeah. with NXT, you know, it was a good typical six man tag match. So. It was worth the watch. Uh, I liked it, but the, for me, it was about the story. I was waiting for when, like, okay, when is he coming out? I know he got to come out. When is he coming out? And then he comes out and bow, right in the kisser. And I'm like, oh, dude. And then he takes the stair, moves, and, and then he drops him on his head on the stairs. And Kyle, man, he, he sold that boy because he didn't move. He, he didn't move. And, uh, and then, you know, Strong tries to help out. Balor, but then ends up getting kicked in the back of the head because Balor had his back to him. He didn't know he was just getting beat up or something. So, yeah. I, man, it was it was it was a good match. It was what I expected, but yeah, it was more of the story of Cole, and then you know coming back in the ring and getting that that super kick off on uh Balor. on Balor in the ring. Yeah. But I right, man, yeah, this was good way to uh. To leave off from vengeance. This was like that was like a take. That was pretty much a takeover level type of match, and it was it was yeah, I liked it. I mean, yeah, I I called it a couple months ago. I'm gonna call it again. There is going to be a triple threat match at the very least. 
uh, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Finn Balor. Now you have a couple X Factors and Pete Dunn and Rod, uh, Roddy Strong. But as far as right now, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. So I'm going to say them three, man. Them three for sure. What if it's a work? Which man? What what if they're working to get the title off uh Balor? Huh. So 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 you so you so you mean to tell me Adam Cole suplexing him on the steel steps, all going that far just to work him. Hey man, I mean I mean it's WWE. <laughs> oh. You can you can never throw you can never throw the possibility out. It's WWE. Come on now, I don't care if it's NXT or not. It's WWE. <sighs> you can never get rid of the possibility. Okay, okay, okay. You know what? We we we. It's a small percentage. It's a small percentage. It is. So I, I I know that I will admit that it's a small percentage that that's what exactly it is. We could just be seeing what we're seeing: Colorado being the new face, Kel uh, being the heel, and and Kyle getting that new push as a new single star. We could just be seeing that. We could be seeing the work. Who knows? Mm. I mean, you know, in in the land of WWE and sports entertainment, you never know. So with that being said, that will wrap up the NXT portion of the show. So we are going to dive right into the AEW side of things. So if y'all could just bear with me for one second. Let me just uh, get adjusted. There we go. Bada bang, bada boom. The realist is in the room. We just about to do one more little thingy thing right here. About to switch the colors up a little bit. Yeah, there we go. All right. So, two go. What to do? We finished up NXT, man. For sure. Now we are on the all elite dynamite side of things. We're gonna talk a little bit of wrestling mm-hmm. on that side. So we get the first match of the night. We get Adam Hangman Page, uh, Matt Hardy versus TH2. Actually, I'm gonna tell you something, man. The match was solid. The match was solid until AEW and their superstars do what they do, man. Bots. <laughs> what? I don't, oh, I'm about to say uh, too many flippy dudes. <laughs> so the the match was solid up until you know at one point Jack Evans he went for a Phoenix Splash. Man, leave that to Seth Rollins because he was way off. <laughs> he he missed that one. Uh, and Helico. Oh, hey. So you talk about people selling selling moves. You know you got the Rock. He sold pretty good for Steve Austin. You got Shawn Michaels. He sold pretty he good. I have not se- I have not seen anybody take the twist of faith the way Angelico did. That boy was a nail in the wall, and Matt Hardy was the hammer, and his ass went straight into the mat. Uh, yo, Tuco, Matt Hardy, Hangman Page, they get the victory. So then after this, we get a little post-match speech, uh, speech from Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy says, you know, I'm, you gonna, we, we're going to be rich together. I'm going to get 30%. I can't wait to make so much money with you. But then Hangman Page says, hold on, brother. Hold on. Just uh, out of curiosity, did you read the paperwork in my heart? I'm like, yeah, you know, I read it. I already sent it to the lawyer. He's like, I think you might want to read it again. And then we find out. We find out this. You know, Hangman Page had a set of papers in his pocket that we knew from last week. And he said, hey, look, if you read the paperwork that I sent to you, you signed off and it says, if I beat you, me and you, we get a match. If I win, I get all of your first quarter earnings from this year. Matt Hardy, he's like, all right, you know what? I try to get over on you, but hold on. If you're going to do that, you got to put something up. So if I beat you, I get the first quarter of your earnings. Too cold. 
Ha! We got money on the line. We got big money, Matt Hardy. We got Adam Hangman Page. But before we get to that, man, but before we get to that, I got to ask you a question. Do we see, do we see Big Money Matt actually losing this one? This first match to Hangman Page. Be honest with me. I know he should, but do we see him actually losing? No. Not at all. And I think I'm going to play into Page being down on his luck. And the Dark Order taking him in and him uh, taking advantage of their kindness. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a, matter of fact, that's exactly what I see. I see Paige losing because Private Party is going to help come cause the interference. Matt's going to cheat. We all do it. He, he's going to cheat. His first quarter earnings. All right. That's I don't know what their earnings were, but I'm pretty sure it was a lot of money, especially for both of them, because Paige was Paige was champion for his first, you know, you know, he, he was he was doing something for that current quarter or earning whenever when it, that time frame. But um, overall, I still don't care for it because it's I it, Hardy Hardy I. I just want to see this character get his ass whooped, but I don't want to see Paige lose and it continues this. Uh-huh. That, I, that, that's my whole thing. I, I, but, I want. But, but, but I, I got, I got first. something for you. I, I, I got, up? I got a little seasoning. I want to sprinkle on that chicken right there. I, I got go you. Hold on. Go <laughs> so, so after this though, because we still not done. So we have Joey is right. About, I'm sorry. Before you go, Joey is right about Hardy reinventing himself. That is a that is a true statement. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean Hardy, Jericho. I mean you know people like that. Hell, Mankind, Undertaker. You know guys who've been in the business. You know two plus decades. You don't just stay in this business as one thing or one gimmick. You know, you got to learn how to reinvent. So Hardy, definitely, you know, this big money, Matt, is one of his 90 million personas. Uh, but but to get, to get back to this opening match, so, you know, hey, man, he has the mascot bring out the paperwork, right? And then the mascot just start beating the hell out of Hangman. I'm like, what's going on? And guess who the mascot is, man? It is that boy, Isaiah Cassidy, a.k.a. one half of Private Party, one third of the whole Hardy Party connection. And then, though, guess what happens after that? We get the Dark Order, Johnny Hungy. <laughs> Johnny Hungy comes out. The Dark Order makes the save. We get Hangman. We get order, the Dark Order in the ring staring off. Everybody seems to be happy. Too cold. Do we see possibly? Hangman in the Dark Order somehow maybe joining forces and maybe just maybe in the weird wrestling world maybe taking over, maybe. Uh, or do we? Or do we? Or do we at least see an alliance moving forward? I would say take over. Maybe at least an alliance with Hangman in the Dark Order. I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna get an alliance because Hangman is. is, is I don't know. I don't know, and that, but that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing because AEW is a predictable. Don't get me wrong; not everything they do is great, but at least they're not predictable. And where you can kind of see where certain things are going, I'm not sure. Like Paige could win, uh, but he could win because the Dark Order comes out and help him. 
But then the Dark Order wants him to try to join a group, but he still tells them no. So then that kind of angers them. So then you kind of got that story that'll pop off. So there's different things and different ways that this thing can go. AEW has layers on top of layers on top of layers of stuff that they do. And there's no telling which week they'll decide to pull this out and say, okay, this is the way we want to go. But I'm in, kind of interested to see if all this happens. Uh, if this, if none of that, if none of the Dark Order stuff happens, and Paige uh, ends up losing, uh, um, yeah, that's gonna, that's that's uh, that's gonna kind of suck. Next up, we get the inner circle. So Santana and Ortiz, they they finally get a title shot, man. After 18 months, they get a title shot. They're gonna go. Tag team versus tag team for the gold with the Young Bucks. Then we get MJF. He cuts a promo on Sammy Guevara saying that he crossed the line with zero evidence. And why would I need to record you? We had, I'm on camera the whole time. Why would I need to record you? And then in the middle of that, Jericho says, hey, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Jericho says, hey, it was MJF's fault that Sammy Guevara left. But at the same time, Sammy Guevara left. He played an even bigger role. And when you leave, the inner circle, you leave me. And when you leave me, you know what? When you turn your back on me, don't you ever think about coming back for anything. So to kind of see Jericho, it looked like he was going to try to take up for Guevara. And then just that quick flip the switch. Tuco, has Jericho been drinking the Kool-Aid of MJF? Or no. do you see this? Or do you, or do you see this also as a work and mind manipulation of Jericho? Well, one... AEW breaks the fourth wall. Jericho said it. We all saw the episode. We all know what you were trying to do in JF. Stop. That's why he said it to him. It's like, so it's like, we all know what it is. I wanted you guys to get into each other's face because I wanted you guys to make each other better. So it was like, okay, well, shit, you acknowledge they don't even like each other, but you wanted them to get over it, just like some of the other guys got over it with MJF. But uh, there's still a grand scheme somewhere, somehow. You know, guys may still be feeling some type of way. And with Jericho saying that could have been a positive thing, but it also could have been a negative thing uh, just based on guys' feelings over the past few weeks and then seeing Sammy leave. We'll see where it goes as far as the rest of them, but I had no problem with the, the segment. I thought that was a good segment. Uh, it, it, it continued to put over everything that happened from last week, and, you know, they're going to push forward. Now, what happened, and I think – this was next in a tag team match. I believe it's next, right? No. I'll wait then. I'll wait. Let me see. Hold on. Let me make sure. Yeah, no, that was later on. Okay. Uh, yeah, actually, the match that was next was the world, uh, the women's world eliminator tournament match. It was Serena D versus Rio. Okay, so a couple quick thoughts. One, always glad to see Serena D. One of the best. Yeah, okay. Put that out there. Two, Rio. Uh, it's been, what, 11 months? 11 months. And understandably, I'm not mad at that. It could have been another 11 months. I don't care. Uh, with that being said, the match wasn't terrible. Serena Deeb did a great job. When I say, and this is why to me, she's one of the best. And she really made this look somewhat competitive as far as Rio. Um. I don't. I love Jr. I love Tony Schiavone. I love Excalibur. But you ain't got to tell me a thousand damn times. I clearly can see, even though the camera adds fifteen pounds, Rio ain't no more than ninety-eight of them. I get that. You're <laughs> telling me that. 
I think she's 85. <laughs> With that being said, uh, <sighs> Rio Man, picked up the victory. And I'm just going gonna, gonna to throw it out there because I'm pretty sure you're on the same wavelength as I. And I definitely want to get your opinion. I do not want to see. You know what? I don't give a damn to see Thunder Rosa versus Rio. I don't want to see. I thought we would have got the Thunder, Thunder Rosa Serenity uh, rematch. We didn't. It's going to be Rio. Tuco, please, man, give me your thoughts. The 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 sequence of uh, near falls was cool. Yeah, yeah, you talking about leading up to that the was, pin? Yeah, that was yeah. it. That, that that was about it. Uh, it's hard to watch Rio because she's so small and so tiny. It's hard to believe she's really putting an emphasis on any of the moves and stuff that she does. And but there are some moments where she, man, she, you know, the it does look good, but a lot of the times it doesn't, and that's exactly what we got. That's why I say I like, but I like the deer fall ending. Very surprised that uh, Selena uh, did not win. Uh, I figured she might have won uh, just because she's a champion. I can see her losing to Thunder Rosa because Thunder Rosa is a NWA competitor just like her. So I could see her losing to her uh, and Thunder Rosa moving on. You know, just just because it's not an AEW person, it's it's someone from you know their own company uh nwa so I, I i thought that but we didn't get that we got e uh uh i'm sorry what's the girl's name uh, rio 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 I'm, i forgot i was about to say i kept wanting to say eo or shio but no no it's rio uh yeah okay man i'm hoping thunder rosa beats her i i don't want to see her win, beat both of them women i want to see at least one of them make it to like the Cause I think they can. I think she's got to fight uh, Britt Baker uh, again. I think I think Britt Baker is going to be on her in her bracket. So they got to have that that rematch of her versus Britt Baker. Uh, Britt Britt Baker. Right, right, Baker. right. <laughs> Britt Baker. <laughs> that should be her. Name. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Joe, yeah, I agree. Just like Tuco said, yeah, I think everybody's. Uh, you know, the whole thing is, yeah, Rio, she's not bad. It's just, you know, once again, it's just, you see how small she is, right? And it's just, it's, it's unbelievable, right? I mean, hell, if Vince McMahon didn't think CM Punk could beat The Undertaker, why the hell would you think Serena D go, I mean, not Serena D, why do you think Rio going to beat Thunder Rosa? That's a whole nother story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> talk about breaking the fourth wall. Knock, knock. Hey, Kenny Omega, man, <laughs> stop bringing, stop doing this shit. Stop it. Uh, but yeah, like you said too. Also, I mean, bring the talent by yeah, just yeah, not yeah. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Bring the talent by. And you know what? If, if this is a precipice for Rio mm-hmm. <laughs> getting another women's title opportunity, I am going to turn off the AEW women's division for a month <laughs> until Tony Khan understands. I uh, no, no. This this got to be built for Britt. This this you have to finally yeah. you have to finally. Put the championship on her, and you you got to you got to do it. You got to do it. It's been now. For, now. For, forgive me if I, if I, if I if I'm wrong, uh, or whatever the case may be. It's Brit. She is in the tournament, correct? Is she winning competitors in the tournament? Yeah, that's what I said. Her. I, that's why I can see her okay. and the Rose facing each other yeah. in the tournament to okay. fast, you know going to the finals. So, uh, but that's why I thought he would would win because then that would be a nice little second round matchup. You got the rematch of those two who fought each other last time for the NWA championship, and right. now they're in this tournament for the AEW championship. And it's like I that would have made more sense for Thunder Rosa to be able to beat her. 
because, you know, then you can set up, even though I don't think Thunder Rosa would win, but then again, um, I, you know, it's too early to really say. It's too early to say, but that was my kind of thinking about it, you know, for at least the first couple of rounds. And anybody that's watching this, man, feel free to comment. I definitely want to get uh, an opinion or two of Britt Baker. Uh, and before we move on, and the reason I say that, uh, I'll put that out there for them to comment on, is because a lot of people have been getting Britt Baker shit online. You know, a lot of people think that Britt Baker is all hype. They think she's overrated. Me and you, personally, we are huge fans of Britt Baker. But do you see where maybe the overrated comparisons comes in, or do you oh, think – Oh, most definitely. I okay. can, but she can, but she can, she can hold her own. And right now, she's your most popular female. Like, look, I mean, I mean, anybody that know, I mean, there are people that know Britt Baker, regardless of how you feel about her, you know her. Uh, her being champion right now would be perfect because she's that type of champion that people are going to hate for two reasons: one, because she's a heel, and two, because people hate her. And that is the type of wrestler you want. You want people that hate her and they're like, I don't really like her. So you want to crap on her, but then you want people that hate her as a heel. So then they crap on her. So then when she comes out, you can build, you, you can, you can build her to be that heel, that, that top heel right. and use that to build other people to be top faces and build them up. So it's, it's, it's a give and take, but uh, I, why not? Why, why not? Cause with Sheeta right now, there's not much excitement with her being a champion. I, 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 I'm I glad she's getting a run. She's had a couple of good matches, but a lot of the matches she had has not been great. I, it's it's fallen flat. It's time to take the title off of her and do something different with it and, and put some put it on somebody else. And with Britt Baker having that show and, and everything she does, it, it kind of makes sense. I, let's be honest. It really does kind of make sense. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> we get a promo package with Jay and Joe. And Joe, hey, Joe's on it tonight, man. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, hey, yeah. Hey, Joe making a lot of great valid points. You know, I, I, speaking of Joe, you know, Joe, feel free anytime you are tuned in to the GOW, man. Definitely, man. If you have any questions, any comments, anything you would like to talk to us about, or talk with us, or have us give our opinion on. You always got a free pass with us. Remember, Diamond Dallas Page next Thursday, 12 o'clock, Eastern Standard Time, noon. If you got any questions, we'll make sure we forward them to your boy. Now, with that being said, to go. We get a promo mm -hmm. package. And you know this has taken a lot of editing because it has Shaq and Jay Cargill. And Shaq actually made a free throw on the first attempt. I think the late great Kobe Bryant has something to say about that, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> to go, man. Yo. Bro. 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 Ah, bro. Go ahead, man. Talk to me. If you don't skip this bullshit, <laughs> go on to the next thing. Right, man, just just flat out. Flat out. You don't skip this and go on to the next. I don't even want to talk. Man, practicing basket for what? For what? Man, go on, man. Go on, man. Go on. I'm tired. I don't even want to. Hey, yo. Hey, I, I, did, I, I didn't necessarily understand the correlation between the two either. I mean, I thought they should have been in the ring training. Maybe that video package would have made more sense. But, hey, you know, what do I know? Uh, with that being said, man, moving forward. So we get a singles match. We get Orange Cassidy versus Luther. Nothing to talk about in that match. Orange Cassidy won. But overall, eh, Luther, I don't see the hype. But, I mean, apparently he's like a, a big uh, star in death match. But 
clearly watching him is like death in the ring in a regular match. So with that being said, why well, he's uh, a death star, star, a death star, star. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess so. Death. But after that, we get a segment with Darby Allen and Joey Janela. They had the whole TNT recap. Then of course we replayed last week when Taz and FTW had Darby Allen in the body bag and they dragged his ass away. Then we had uh, Taz Cage and his son Hook. They all came out to the ring. They called out Sting. Sting came out with a baseball bat, man, one on three. And uh, yeah, it looked good at first. <laughs> it looked good. And then Sting decided to be Billy Badass. He threw the bat down, and then it was all downhill from there. I'm not going to lie. When Brian Cage powerbombed Sting's ass, I was happy to see, like, oh shit, Sting took a bump. But then when I actually seen the powerbomb, it didn't look like Cage, he, it don't look like he pulled back on it. It looked like he gave Sting a power bomb like he was 25 years old. Too cold. <laughs> Sting took the bump. According to Tony Schiavone afterwards, there was a lot, a lot of negative reactions online. People wondering why the hell Sting took that bump in the first place. People were bitching and moaning and complaining. Us, we were one of the people that were like, damn, like, can he get in the ring? Can he say something? Okay, he started talking. The shit wasn't really worth nothing. All right, damn, well, he's going to get into a tag match at least. He had his ass powerbombed by the machine, Brian Cage. What more dedication do you want at the age of 61 with a messed up neck? He came out completely unscathed, according to Tony Schiavone. It was something that Sting wanted to do. It was something that Sting felt it was right to do for the story and, you know, for the business. Tuco, did you have a problem? First of all, what did you even think of Sting taking that bump in the first place? First and foremost, I'm not focusing on just the bump. I'm focusing on the fact that Sting threw some punches and actually <laughs> kind of looked a little bit like the old Sting a little bit. Yeah. This is what yeah. I wanted to see. I just wanted to see Sting move. I just want to see him move. I, I I actually for for the purposes that it was not typically what it has been for weeks and weeks and weeks that it was actually some some action going on in this man I actually had no problem with it I understand what everybody's complaining about man this was some it was totally different than mm -hmm. what they've been doing and the fact that Sting threw some punches and 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 if it wasn't for uh, Taz's son getting the bat and and, and um. You know, trying to choke him out with it, but yeah. Steen taking the power bomb. Now, I will say Cage didn't have to throw him down as hard, <laughs> but you could have, you still could have dropped him. But to see Steen get up yeah. on his own lets me know he's okay. Yeah. It, it just been a minute. It's been a minute. He's a little stung. It took him. It took a little bit out of him. You know, he lost his win <laughs> for a minute. You know, and let's be real. He's like you said, he's sixty-one. And he yeah. took a power bomb from a 20, 28, 30 something year old muscled up, jacked up dude. So yeah, it was um it, it it I had no problem with it. I got finally what I wanted to see. I wanted to see Sting do something. Uh and he got up from it. If he did not get up from it, I'd have felt some way. Now, how does he feel after a few days? How we feel in a week? <laughs> we'll see. And yeah. I and, and we'll see. And but yo, I'm just for the fact that it wasn't just the same talking, talking promo, and it was actually something. And Steam, and you know, they didn't get you know, they kind of the uh FTW kind of picked up from last week, they got the best of Darby Allen, and then they get the best of Sting. So it's like it was different. And to see Sting actually, like I say, he actually threw some punches. I was excited for it, man. I uh, I, I'm good, I, I'm good with what they did. Hey man, Sting wanted to do it. If he felt if he felt confident, it wasn't AEW. 
it was him. If he felt confident that they can, that he can do it, what, what am I going to complain about? It is what it is. <laughs> I, I, now I'm kind of excited for this tag match. And Joe, you're right. I feel like that power bomb did do a lot for Sting and Cage. One, you Brian Cage, you get to say you power bomb goddamn Sting. Sixty year old one old <laughs> Sting that, that might have a broken neck and Sting, you actually took it. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because yeah. I think that was the thing. People were like, okay, I think the last time we seen Sting was when you know Seth No Cell Rollins ended up. Well, you know we ain't gonna get into that situation. But but Seth Rollins is the reason that Sting is in the position he's in right now. Uh, with that being said, though, it was good to see him, you know, actually take a bump and get back up. Hey, Sting still got a little bit of that stinger left in him. All right, so moving forward, okay, we uh we get a promo, we uh get Kenny Omega. Kenny, one thing I noticed right away that everybody seems to notice on the internet, man, was uh, when Jr. when he was announcing Kenny Omega, he called him the WWE champion, and I thought I heard it the first time, and then I had to rewind it. I'm like, nah, he ain't just say that. And he said that he clear his day, the WWE champion. So apparently, uh, Kenny Omega is the WWE champion. And we had a segment where it was himself, Michael Nakazawa, and we had Don Callis. And Kenny Omega was reading, of course, the young books, Killing the Business book, to a group of kids, uh, which I think he might have read like a paragraph before Don Callis is like, all right, time to go. Uncle Kenny's got to go. And then, of course, you know, the kids were like, well, why you got to go? And then Kenny like, you know, Michael Nakazawa could play with him. <laughs> and then, of course, he got kicked in the nest and the kids started whooping his ass. And then Don Callis and Kenny Omega left. Uh, too cold, man. <laughs> why you let your boy Michael Nakazawa get beat up by them kids like that, bro? <laughs> hey, he deserved it. <laughs> he wasn't Kenny Omega, <laughs> so they want to be labeled with his punk ass. <laughs> so they whooped his ass. <laughs> they did what they were supposed to do. Stranger danger. <laughs> they didn't know him. <laughs> That's what you do, folks. <laughs> you see somebody you don't know, you don't like, <laughs> whoop his ass. No, <laughs> stranger danger. But uh, right. <laughs> uh, but no, no, I, it was it was it was funny. It, it hit it hit or miss with me, but it was cool. Next up, we get the tag match. We get proud and powerful Santana and Ortiz, uh, a part of the inner circle versus the Young Bucks. The match, I like the I like the match itself. The match itself was fine, uh, pretty good actually. Uh, but I did not like the finish. I felt like I did not I, I did not like the roll up. This is not the WWE. I understand certain matches call for it. I understand certain storylines call for it. But this just felt like lazy, lazy, ugh, lazy booking. Okay, you had such a great match, and it ended on a roll-up finish. Uh, you had the Bucks; they ended up getting attacked by the Inner Circle, Callis and Omega. Uh, they were just in the back watching as the Good Brothers just <laughs> came out there, start whooping everybody's ass. WWE watching it from the side on the monitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and and, I, and it's funny because I, you know, watching their references to WWE, I think that was done on purpose. Uh, just the way it would they were shot watching it. But yeah, so we had the Good Brothers. They came out, but no Omega still. Uh, and then when you did get Omega, <laughs> to go, man. Uh, talk, talk, talk to the people, man. Talk to the people. Do I, we do, do so? I'm, I guess I'm trying to piece together. What are the good brothers rolling AEW? Are they just like the lackeys for Omega? They're, they're, they're friends. They're they're the new 
because because Omega's on his new heel turn and the Young Bucks aren't there. So you need a team, you know, that's kind of that can help be, you know, be that team to back up Omega. And that's the good brothers. Considering Don Callis is the vice president of TNA, TNA and AEW's got to work in a relationship. So you getting you're getting their champions on primetime television. And they look good damn near every time they go out there. It's not like they ever lose. They they always win. Uh, so it, it's good. The thing is, we want to see more. We don't want to see them. We want to see other people interact. So once that happens, I think it'll really take off. But uh, right now, uh, Kenny pretended like, you know, oh, man, we got, oh, man, nobody's going to go out there. Oh, man, we got to, we got to, we got to, we got to go out there, man. We got, we got to go out there. But, uh, for me, this match, seeing Santana and Ortiz just wrestle, period. Just watching them to be a good tag team, and then, you know, Young Buck, you know, it kind of started off slow and it picked up. It was a bit botchy, but it picked up. Uh, I the finish, uh, it kind of reminded me of FTR in a way. But uh, what happened with them when they when they lost the tag team titles to uh, Young Bucks? So it was like, uh. I feel like something different could have happened, but yeah. Um, other than the finish, man, I I actually like the match. It's like I say, slow start, good match. Uh, got to see my boy Santana Ortiz do what they do best. Hey, so Joe, <laughs> I read this comment from Joe. I don't know if you've seen it. it. Says that match is great, and yes, the ending sucked. It was like opening birthday gifts, and each one is better than the next. You get to the last, it's the biggest box of them all, and you open it, and it's a pair of socks. That's exactly how I felt with the finish. I felt like the finish was a pair of socks. <laughs> you know, I, I felt like the beginning of the match was an Xbox X or a PS5. And it's like, yay, I'm, 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 I'm looking to go, and I'm hoping that we get extra controllers or a battery pack or something. They get a pair of goddamn socks. You know, hang socks. You know, the shit that nope. tear up your toes. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. All right, so. As we near the end, we uh we get a segment. We get Brandy Rose. She reveals that you know she found out the sex of the baby. Cody doesn't know. They come out on the stage. Poof! It's a girl. Yay! Hip hip hooray! Uh, Cody Rose ends up going to the commentary table. He does commentary for the final match, the main event of the night. We got FTR versus the Sidell Bros. And I am going to tell you this: I, I'm not mad at the match. I'm not mad. Uh, I don't know who the other Sidell was. I know it's Matt. I can't remember his brother. Uh, but hey, yeah, his brother looked. Yeah, yeah, his, his brother looked. You know, just as impressive. Uh, the match was good. Uh, but then right before FTR was, you know, going to you know cut Matt Sidell's hair after the match. FTR of course won. The lights cut off. They would get Luchasaurus up on the screen. I thought he was gonna come out without the mask, but instead he, he came up in the ring and just started whooping ass. But but Tuco, that ain't all that happened because then 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 guess what else happens? What's happened, buddy? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That I got a damn thing. That I got a damn thing, man. I got a damn thing. That's it. That's it. That was it. That I got a damn thing. That was it. That I got a damn thing. 
it was it. It was over. <laughs> That's it. It was over. Just like that. Uh, but but I see we're gonna get Blanchard, and so Blanchard's gonna wrestle next week. Like so 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 so, so this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking they they got first of all Marco Stunt. Let's be honest, Marco Stunt's not a threat. Marco Stunt. If there's anybody on the roster that can wrestle Marco Stunt, it's Tully Blanchard. Okay, so. <laughs> No, man. Tony Blanchard's older than Sting. No. You do not know. Tully Blanchard, you clearly haven't been paying attention. This man is still hitting power drivers on people. No, no. I haven't paid attention. And every time he jumps off the top rope, he falls and busts his ass. No. No, dude. No. Flat out. No. Flat out. No. No. Tony don't need to be in the ring, period, man. Okay, hey. all of those, all of those spots where he had to do something, they were all cringy. They were all cringy. No, no. Hey, you know, <laughs> say hey, no, he, Tony. No, he's he's got a max of a two inch vertical leap. Like, like every time, like every every it's time. One and three quarters. It is one and three quarters dude, at best, dude. Dude, every time I tell he jump up, he jump like he got gout. <laughs> Cause he do get. <laughs> I don't know, man. But no, man, no, no. no so apparently, it's gonna be a Tully and FCR versus Marco Stunt and the rest of Jurassic Express. Uh, right. Yeah, man. I don't. Uh, oh man. Okay, so I know yeah. it's not. I, I know it's not meant to be taken like this, but uh, I feel like just a tiny bit, just a tiny bit, and it, and it could be me overthinking it. But I'm starting to feel like FTR getting the WWE treatment right now, bro. Well, they put on a great match. I the match was good, so I I don't know if they're getting the WWE treatment. I think right now they I say this is good. You need to you need to help build up a team. Jurassic Express is a team that a lot of people want to see. People like Jungle Boy. People like uh, Lucha Lucha Uh So it's like. Come on, we want to see more of them. And if you got to take a couple of guys that came in and that basically beat every tag team in their division and to win the tag team championships is only lost to one tag team, why not take that tag team and help them build a team that was already established, that was there, but just wasn't getting over enough? And now that you're at kind of making things a little more serious with the, you know, Marco Stunt and all that stuff and Jungle Boy having a one-on-one and beating him, like – I'm I'm okay with that, I, and, and that's what I'm okay with. Um, I just want them to set this up for the pay per view tag match: Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus versus FTR. I want Marco Stunt to be on the outside. I want Tony Blanchard to be on the outside and not involved in the match, not whatsoever as wrestlers. Okay, period. <laughs> I don't want to see either one of them to in the match as wrestlers. I just want to see. The four gentlemen I spoke of, I want to see them do what they do, and I'm I'm going with Jurassic Express if when that time comes. But yeah, I, I'm okay with it because, like I said, you only have so many tag teams that's not injured or that you're using that's available, and we just saw two of them, well, three of them, well, actually about five of them. <laughs> we saw about five of them. So right now, that's your AEW top five ranking. <laughs> I am going to go out on the limb, and I'm going to say Tully Blanchard is going to pick up the victory via pinfall or submission. 
I'm speaking this to the universe, man. I'm speaking this to the universe. I'm done, dude. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I ain't done. I'm done. Hey, hey, you tell him last year gonna hit a he gonna hit a, he gonna hit a swan time bomb. <laughs> Yeah, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> hey, are you going to see him doing the Jeff Hardy juke? <laughs> All right, man. In the show, dude. In the show. I'm done. Not seen Tony touch. He better not do no swans. <laughs> no. Hey, false teeth. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm good, man. I'm cool, man. I'm good. Let's go, man. All right, man. So we get the main event. We get uh, Kingston and the family, which, of course, is the Butcher and the Blade with Bunny. Hello. Versus Mox, Phoenix, and Lance Archer. <sighs> the match was good. The match was okay. You know, it, it wasn't the best. It was okay. Uh, yeah. Archer. Okay. Um, not feeling it. Yeah. I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. I mean, Mox hit. You know, Kingston and the family, they did their thing. Ray Phoenix, he was outstanding, phenomenal, superb as always. Archer just uh, a bull in the China shop, man. Bull in the China shop. Uh, I told you. Yeah, you you were correct. You were correct. You know what, man? Watching watching Archer in the ring is uh, it's like you know watching somebody driving on the autobahn, and you know you know what. I got a better analogy. It's like, you know, we Cleveland, we Cleveland boys. So anybody from, you know, Cleveland or anywhere remotely close, there was this thing that we have called Dead Man's Curve. And <laughs> the, the beautiful thing about Dead Man's Curve is no matter how many times you hear the name Dead Man's Curve, people just don't understand that eventually that motherfucker curves. <laughs> and, they and they just keep driving straight, full speed. You got speed bumps. You got about five or six different layers of speed bumps that tell you slow it down, slow it down. And they just keep driving. And they go right into the wall every year. It's like a, it's like a hot topic in the city of Cleveland. You know, the only thing that's more famous than that is the potholes in the east side of the city. But with that being said, <laughs> that's what Lance Archer reminds me of, man. <laughs> Lance Archer, every match is dead man. <laughs> Hey man, you know what? He <laughs> don't know when to slow down. He just be mad. He just be crashing into everybody. <laughs> Too cold. And that and that's it. That's it. That that is the, I'm not gonna lie, man. The match I it was okay. It, yeah. I I <sighs> it may be, it may be. I watched it. For the first time in a while, I watched NXT before AEW, and I got to say, after watching that six-man tag and then having to watch that six-man tag, I was highly disappointed. <laughs> but I, I know it was better than what I than my disappointment. It was, it was better than my disappointment. But I think that's why I watch AEW first, and then I watch NXT because sometimes it's hit or miss. But that was. That was one night where, yeah, y'all y'all did it better, and I, I was, I I I was more of comparing what I was seeing, and you know if it was gonna get me into it. And honestly, I'm I I didn't I don't really care about uh Moxley and and uh, uh Kingston. I it, it, not to say I don't care, but I think it's over for me. Yeah. The promos were cool. I I had no problem with the promos because I I trust them as promo guys, but. I yeah yeah I'm done yeah it's it's I'm glad they lost he lost there you have nothing now 
other than get the one victory just to say you actually beat them. But I hope not to see that for a while. Uh, what happened at the end was pretty cool to a degree because, uh, again, we're getting another non-sanctioned weird-ass match that's not going to uh, – an exploding. I'm not even sure. If, I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure if I'm excited about really seeing this. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know what? Hold on. Yeah, Joe. See, you know about that man's curve. Uh, that curve tight as hell. <laughs> even Joe. Right, knows. Let's see. Right, man, everybody. Curve is to see, hit the brakes yeah. before you slam into the wall. Hell yeah, we be trying to man, tell you. Man, look, man, better slow down. <laughs> you better slow down. Yeah, yeah man. Okay. Especially in the winter time, boy. Don't let that dry ice catch you. It's game over. <laughs> Slushy ass snow. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, man! Ain't enough speed bumps in the world for that man's curve. But uh, so this exploding barbed wire. Death match. You know why I'm you know why I'm excited for. I'm gonna tell you why I'm excited. I'm just thinking about that very, very unnecessarily gruel match that they had the very first time. I'm thinking about that. That went way too damn long. It did. It did. It did. And much like AEW. I love AEW, but we have to we have to give AEW their roses. But at the same time, we also got to give them the proudest of shit on their graves, like we do with WWE. When AEW does something well, they do it very well. They execute it damn near flawlessly. Um, the reason we love to see this is because Vince McMahon is finally getting competition for the first time in twenty some odd years. With that being said, when AEW does something that is not so great, it is a disaster. But then again, it is a disaster that sometimes still turns into gold. Take the Brandy Rose Jay Cargill segment, for example. That shit was so bad, it was amazing. So I am hoping, I am hoping. I am hoping, I am hoping with every ounce of imagination I have in my head, if I have watched enough, you know, Bugs Bunny and Acme and Looney Tunes in, in my day. You know, when things explode, it's fun. So with that being said, okay. we get okay. exploding death. Hold on, we get exploding barbed wire death match. I am curious to see how this is going to go. So when somebody gets slammed through this thing, like is it going to blow up around them? Are you going to blow up in it? Like what's going to happen? Do you win if the person gets blown up? How does this work? <laughs> what is the safe word? One. If. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, look. All right, man, so. Hey, hey, do you be like, ouch? <laughs> Pineapples, that's, that's the safe word. Uh, look, man, um, okay. <sighs> I like yeah. these two. I want to see I, these two fight. Um, I don't have a problem with Omega and, 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 and Moxley. Um, I don't want to watch this match if it's going to be as long as it was before. Because I feel like they're going to try to do too much just to try to make it more than what it needs to be. Do I really believe that if you hit this whatever exploding barbed wire setup with the C4, that the person is just going to blow a hole, a hole is going to blow through his chest? No, man. No. And, and that's 
Then no, no, okay, no. I don't care what they did in the Japanese, and because that's where this is where it originates from. This represents from early '90s Japanese wrestling. I do not <laughs> believe that there would be C4 because no one is. I don't care. There's no small amount of C4 you can use that's not gonna blow a hole through some goddamn body. So no, I. I I just, just, it can't be as long as the other match. I, okay, whatever. It, it it just can't be as long. As well, what about this? What, what if what if it is around a similar time frame of the Moxley Eddie Kingston match at the pay per view? I feel like that was a pretty pretty decently timed match. <sighs> yeah, it, it was, but I, it is. But I, it, it, you need to end this because right now you you gotta have you you okay. Um, Moxley lost, so you you got to give him his rematch to put Kenny over, okay? And so and then further push Kenny against someone else. Now the question is, who's that someone else? I because you you got to end the Moxley thing, so Moxley can go go do his other thing with the U.S. IG the uh, I, the, uh, the IGWP uh, United States Championship. He, he's got other business to go take care of. So this is a good way to kind of put an end to it, but finish off the story. So I have no problem with that. I just don't want to watch this match for an hour. I I, I don't. AEW already has long enough of pay-per-views. I do not want to watch this match for an hour. I just don't, but that's just me. All right, with that being said, too cold. We have officially wrapped up NXT. We've officially wrapped up AEW. Uh, let's see. I think tomorrow we have uh, part two, part two of the, of the Elimination two. Chamber. Uh, so the winners of the Elimination Chamber, I should say. Saturday we have our Elimination Chamber review. Excuse me, Elimination Chamber prediction show. Uh, and then Sunday, of course, right after. Lord, please don't let it be a super long pay per view. Uh, but right after the pay per view, we are. Right, at least for now, that long. So you know that Royal Rumble wasn't that bad. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. I think Royal Rumble ended what, about ten o'clock. At about ten ten thirty or something like that. Yeah, because we we didn't we weren't on that long, so it was pretty good. So uh, so, so this is just so, elimination so, chamber. I don't even think they have that many matches announced actually. So we'll, yeah. we we need to look. I need to look at that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I two chamber matches, maybe a couple other matches. That's about it. Yeah, so much so we'll we'll be back here tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, and then we will be taking a brief hiatus for Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday because guess what? Thursday we got three shows. The first show, twelve o'clock noon Eastern Standard Time. We got the Hall of Famer, the Legend, DDP, Diamond Dallas Page. That's show one. Show two later on in the night. We have our AEW show, and then show three right after that. We got the NXT review show. So Wednesday is going to be a huge day. So just to recap, tomorrow, Thursday. yeah, Thursday. Excuse me. So Thursday we have a uh, shit. No, <laughs> tomorrow we got part two, winners of the chamber. <laughs> Saturday prediction got- show. Saturday review show. Sunday, Sunday review show. on next Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, do that, man. Do that. Do that. We're pushing out content like work. So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of Generation of Wrestling Podcast. Joe, you have been the man. And shout out to everybody else. But, Joe, you've been commenting Show, all no, night. You, so, you know, we, we, we appreciate you, man, because you've definitely uh, you've definitely been entertaining the hell out of me over here. 
I'm the 27 year old Pizza Joe. He's too cold. And with that being said, until tomorrow, we'll see you when we see you. Peace.